0: Welcome to She Critiques, where we discuss the new, the old, all things cinema. I'm Mercedes, television producer, certified reviewer, and all around movie buff. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the She Critiques podcast. So for today's episode, I had the privilege of participating in an AFCA Roundtable press junket for the new Disney Pixar animated film, Soul, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. This film was truly remarkable in forcing me to pause, think about my life's purpose, passion, zest, that's right, all in an animation film, so get your life. Jamie Foxx plays a jazz musician named Joe who finally gets a break in his career as a professional piano player. But as chance would have it, fate intervenes. This is Jamie Foxx, Pete Doctor, and Kent Powers, the director and writers for Disney's new animation film, Soul, out on Disney Plus Christmas Day. Hi everyone, Mercedes here with She Critiques in Atlanta. My question is for you, Jamie. Um, You have a bright soul as is, and you bring joy to everyone around you, it's contagious. But with your character in this film, Joe, he's kind of searching for that joy-filled life or that meaning of life. And I just wanted to know, what are some things that you do daily to stay joy-filled and to stay in the present moment?
1: Well, here lately, I mean, you know, with the pandemic, it's been family. I mean, it's like, you know, we didn't know what this was gonna be, but, However, many months ago, you know, like all 18 of us, my family, my extended family, hunkered down in one, uh, in one household and what's interesting about my family. They're all comedic as well. They all sing, they all do music. As well. So we just been sort of like energizing each other, you know, and, and it's been a good thing. And so what, what, what I, what I'm blessed to be able to, to do is to have an opportunity to do something different. When this opportunity came along, it's just like, you know, I'm a rookie at this. I'm literally a rookie in animation. So uh, that gave me, a, 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 for lack of a better word, my spark of, of something that to look forward to, to try to go be great with great people and things like that. So every day I just look at, at like I said, glass half full, um, knowing that, we are going through such challenging times. I think it is it is it is my responsibility to keep that light on, keep that funny light on, keep keep smiles on people's faces because uh, uh, it's needed. And when you when you feel like that's your your calling, uh, it's you know it, it 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 does something to you. It makes you want to you know get out there and do your thing. Well, how about this? It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So boom, <laughs> black and excellence, because I always say uh, it's not just it's not good enough just to be black. You got to be great. Coming from a living color where this was my experience. I didn't even expect. Look, my boss was Keenan Ivory Wayans. Black man, black family. It was a thousand uh, of Wayans. It was a thousand of those guys, Uh, but it it was black. And we didn't apologize and we did our thing. So I never really thought about it. And then the Jamie Foxx show, never really thought about it. But now look at Black Panther and all these great things. And so now Pixar, this is wonderful. It's something we we uh, we can celebrate in the biggest way. And on Christmas, Uh, Of all times, uh, 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 an opportunity for us during the crazy pandemic, which we've all been affected to be able to sit at home and watch something uh, uh, spectacular from Pixar and and Disney, which, you know what's amazing, it gives you that magical feeling. I don't know if anybody ever been to California Big Adventure. But when you get on that thing and it takes you up and you sort of you're you're sort of flying all oh, yeah. over Sorry. the world and you you hear that music and they're giving you the smell, it. that's what they do. It's I I smell it. I smell it. That's what I. <laughs> I said, I, I it. <laughs> and then just look at my story long a young black kid from terrell texas population twelve thousand people but my grandmother estelle talley my grandfather mark talley made sure i studied classical piano i said why granny why i got to do classical piano because it'll take you on the other side of the track i said, well, you want me to play for white people says no silly it's going to take you on the, the metaphoric tracks all over the world so i had people that were no matter where i landed They were in my corner my 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 teachers uh, black and white Miss Reeves uh, used to give me time at the end of my class when I was in the third grade to do jokes for the kids on Friday and the next thing you know by the time I was in the fifth and sixth grade I was doing jokes for the high school kids so this is uh, This watching this movie Helps me understand re, re spark my spark and then Pass it to other people. Everybody knows my pedigree from people sleeping on my couch from Nick Cannon, the flow rider, the Ed Sheeran So I keep passing the spark of uh I keep passing that spark, you know? Passing that. Pass that. Thank you, I can <laughs> 215, you know what I mean. Philly.
2: Man, I don't want to put a black light on that couch of yours, man. Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we sanitize daily.
3: Well, I think for me it's it's uh, the idea that you already have a pretty fantastic life, you know, and sometimes that's hard to see. Uh sometimes that's not something that we want to acknowledge cuz we're looking for something better, but uh a lot of the real joys I got to imagine that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to be imagined I'm not going to be thinking flashing back to you know, finishing the film on time and on budget. I'm going to think about my family. I'm going to be thinking about my friends and probably like everyday moments that, that uh, I could easily take for granted. And so I'm hoping that people will, will uh, have a, a gratitude for what they have.
2: As, as a parent also, I mean, really good films, good family films kind of make me look at and reassess my own relationships to my children. And that's like a best case scenario. And it was so great because we did, one, um, we did one audience screening where I remember they did a focus group afterwards. And one of the women in the audience basically had watched it with her son. And she said that she, she basically explained to us the conversation she'd been having with her son about what he should be majoring in when he went to college. And watching this film made her want to like have more of a conversation with him. And opened her up a little bit more to him taking a few different paths. So I guess for me, it's just I I hope it makes us not just appreciate our families, but just talk to them a little bit more and kind of see a little bit more of their humanity. Um, you know, when when we look at one another, because I don't know about you, but like your, our families have a way of driving us up the wall like few other people can. And I think that I'm I'm hoping that this kind of allows us to it for at least one night. Um, that being Christmas, just kind of appreciate each other for who we are, warts and all.
1: And I have an extensive background when it comes to jazz. Uh, some, of my, some of my, you know, my sailors, Thelonious Monk, but I also had an opportunity to meet two incredible musicians in Mr. Herbie Hancock, and Mr. chicoria Now I don't know if you know their story, but when they were like 18 years old, they get a call from a guy by the name of Miles Davis who says, we're hitting in Atlantic City. And what happened was that Miles Davis had just fired his whole group. Call these young kids and say, "Come up and play." And they get there. No rehearsals or anything. Here's the sheet music, and the rest is history. And they went on to be some of our most prolific uh, uh, jazz musicians ever. Also, Popsicle Toes, Michael Franks, uh, which uh, you know, as young black musicians, we was coming up. We was like, "You just do this dude right here, Michael Franks." Popsicle Toes, so is so dope. Is that? We actually had a club in Dallas, Texas called Popsicle Toes, uh, because we loved that type of music so much. And if you go on my Instagram, there's, I'm playing. I forget the guy's name. I'm playing with this one cat, and we you know, we're jazzing out. So having that background really made me bond with the character made me understand what Joe is about you know jazz lives in the DNA of all of our music because it's it's you know it's improvisational so that's what we all do even if you're hip-hop it's improvisational it's not something that you can actually like you know sort of teach It's a feeling so that being said Joe's character when he loses himself and gets into that zone you know we've all been there we've all been in we've all been in those sessions where you catch a lick you catch a vibe and you play it for 25 minutes if you're Look at any, even Beyonce, look at any Parliament record. That was just a vibe. They, the, the album be the maxi single would be 18 minutes long because they were just in that zone. So um, having that, like I said, that DNA and then being with with Kemp and Pete, uh, you know, cultivating it to where everything made sense and, and made and became animation because I remember when I, when I first came in to, to read, I was doing facial expressions and all this. And they were like, uh, Jamie, uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't see you. <laughs> we, we, we need the voice. And it was amazing that process when you, you say your lines, you say your lines, but then they go, oh, that's animation. And then to see it now, to see what you guys see, it's uh it was an incredible uh, journey.
3: Yeah, cool. My favorite, all-time favorite pianist is Earl Father Hines. I love, he's like the, consider the first, you know, modern jazz musician, uh, pianist rather. Uh, Oscar Peterson is great. I mean, I have a big, long list of, of favorites. But I think on this film, the guy who really uh, influenced us the most was John Batiste. Mm. You know, he became kind of what Jamie is to the voice of Joe. John is the hands. He's like the, the music, you know, and and. He played at places like this and still does and and influenced so much not only the specifics of Joe but the film in general and the culture and, and brought so much knowledge of the history and uh, and musicality and uh, the experience of being a musician. I mean we there were lines in the films we we pulled basically just right from John's mouth. we asked him to describe what's it like and and uh, it would end up in the movie. yeah, for me,
2: I'm Gen X so like. I mean, my son's name is Mingus. So Charles Mingus, John Coltrane, you know what I mean? Like we, all the hip hop, you know, Herbie Hancock to me is first and foremost, like the most sample jazz artist in hip hop. So, I, you know, that's why it was important also, even in the music cues to get artists like A Tribe Called Quest um, and Erica Badu and, you know, a lot of neo soul artists. You'll hear them when you go into spaces like the the Taylor shop or the Barber shop because the idea is, if Dez the barber is close to Joe's age in his mid forties, he should be down with like all of the nineties <laughs> and a, you know, from like long live the cane to the end of the native tongues should be kind of his soundscape, which is all sampled by jazz anyway. So to me, jazz has always been like a fusion and, and kind of an influence for some of my favorite hip hop of my life, so.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of She Critiques. I'm your host, Mercedes. You can find me on all platforms at Cheek Critiques. That's C-H-I-C-C-R-I-T-I-Q-U-E-S. And we look forward to the engagement and all the feedback. Take care.